Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. I'm your host, Joshua, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Shane and Tommy. And tonight, we will be discussing remote viewing. Seeing remote or hidden objects clairvoyantly with a mind's eye or astral projection. Really, the studies of this uh, really didn't start until the mid-19th century. Uh, there were a few researchers, Michael Faraday, Alfred Wallace, Rufus Mason, William Crookes. Their work was uh, very focused, experimental, on specific individuals. that They were just thought to be gifted. Like, there, wasn't nothing, there was nothing proven to be there, you know. It was kind of dark until the 1930s. J.B. Ryan kind of made it a more broad study into more less focused groups, I guess. And was still like, I don't know if I should publicize this because he didn't want to be criticized just like the last researchers didn't. The 60s and the 1960s, it was more of a a new age way of thinking. Uh, Human potential movement peaked. Public's interest in conscious studies was more prevalent and it, it tended to help fund more research into concepts like remote viewing. In the 1970s is really when it started up for the United States. Soviet Union was believed to have been spending 60 million rubles a year in psychotronic research. You know, the United States is like, no, that's not going to work. We need our own kind of thing. Physicist from Stanford Research Institute. It really what got it started. It's Russell Targ and Harold Putoff. And the, the government's like, they, they spent $20 million in the span of these what, 20 years? It was only active between the 70s and to the 90s, like mid-90s. So they spent over $20 million, I guess, in the first few years of this. But uh, it's it's pretty cool in the fact that they pulled in a guy, supposedly off the streets. I don't know how true that is. He was a, a New York artist. They had a destination in, in a sealed envelope where the researchers were like, all right, we're going to go to this place. We need you to describe where we're at. They, they went to Palo Alto City Hall is where they went in California. The guy's name was uh, Ingo Swan. The way what he described was there's what he thought was a fountain, but there was no sound of running water and that the sidewalks converged with circles around. And there was a fountain in the middle of the courtyard and it was not turned on and the courtyard was paved in an X pattern, but in the center of the where the crosswalks would meet, it would be more of a roundabout instead of a you know four way intersection. So I always thought that I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, it says one of the biggest successes was a Soviet spy uh, spy plane had gone down in Africa, and there was one lady, uh, Rosemary Smith, that they used to kind of to to use the remote viewing to find this plane because they had been surveying couldn't find it. They've flown over numerous times. Well, she gave them specific latitude and longitude coordinates, and they found the plane. It had switched a lot of hands by the 90s, called all kinds of different things. The problem with it was, is like, in the earlier stages of all this, there was the the routines or the uh, guidelines set down were so kind of, they weren't really to the T. They weren't studied close enough. And there was just a lot of room for error. So nobody ever believed that any of this was working. So eventually, by the mid-90s, they just canceled it. And they, as soon as they canceled it, de- declassified all 70,000 documents oh, wow. that had been you know, shown up. <laughs> but it was just a crazy thing to me. that, And it's talked about a lot more, too, um, that 
this isn't just a clairvoyant thing. Like any person supposed to be able to do this. And it's like just takes practice and study. But I, you know, there's books written on it. I don't know. What do you guys think about it? You think it's a possible thing for, uh, you know, anybody to do it? Or would you need special abilities? And I think everybody has the potential for all sorts of psychic, you know, capabilities. I'm sure you guys, have you ever seen those little intuition tests? Uh, They were popular on the internet a few years ago. I'm sure they're still floating around, but it's like, hey, guess what animal is in this envelope? And people would, you know, guess the animal and you read the comments back on whatever, whatever was posted on. And I would, I tend to believe them that a lot of people got, got them right. So I know that's not a wondrous ability, but that's the start of it. Like you just said, Josh, you know, if you, you train it, uh, practice it, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody could develop this. Lucid dreaming in a way. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of talk of that. Like an out-of-body experience, experience. And I I know people have dabbled in that. So, I mean, I, I think it could be something, honestly. Pretty cool thing to be able to do, personally. Like, I've always wanted to be, uh, like, to be able to astral project and just kind of walk around. Yeah, mm. that would be pretty cool. You know, kind of like what they say happens to people, like, when they die and are able to see, like, what the doctor's exactly doing to them. And this this was all part of Project Stargate, you said? Yeah, they called, well, it had, like I said, it had many names, but it, it was finally christened uh, Stargate Project in, 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 like, 1991, I think. Okay. I really like that show, Stargate. You remember that? <laughs> that was a good show. Stargate SG One. Yeah, that was a good show. It was. Um, I didn't I like when it. they went to like Stargate. What was that universe where they had like a college on board or some crap? Like it was weird. Oh yeah, I don't think I made it that far. <laughs> I, they they always tend to mess that kind of stuff up. Isn't this also based off of like? Um, the men who stare at goats, in a way. Yeah, I think there was movies written about it, or a book and a movie. I think well, early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. After they declassified, they wrote the book, uh, "Men Who Stare at Goats," and then the movie with uh, wasn't it George Clooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was actually a pretty funny movie. <laughs> I don't guess I've ever seen it. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Oh, right. I think the, it got its title was one of the psychic abilities they were trying to teach was that these guys could stare at you and kill you with the psychic ability. So they would practice on goats. Uh, I'm not going to lie. After after seeing that, I stared. I'm not going to say goats, but I stared at, you know, some squirrels in the yard to, to just try. But <laughs> you're going to die today. <laughs> well, what, what gets me is like, I, I know I'm, uh, I got some of it pulled up. Of course, you see things like pseudoscience and stuff, but for different, I'm seeing like UK studied it, Soviet Union, and like all these. So my personal opinion is there has to be something of some type of merit behind it, right? Yeah, you would think. You know, uh, especially going back, like, what did you say, like the 30s? Well, it went all the way back to the mid-19th century. That That's documented as far as I know. I mean, even further than that. Because it's always been... It's, you hear stories of uh, people back in the day of, of of psychic abilities, being able to see in the future, and this, that, and the other. What's to say it's not the same thing? Right. Yeah, I feel it would be. I mean, you, you like you said, you have these stories of people that able to see into the future, and uh, 
I, I, there's so much that we can do with our minds that scientists just don't even understand, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to figure there could be something behind it. Maybe not killing goats by staring at them, but. <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I'm also saying that that couldn't happen. <laughs> Are you guys down to try a little, little experiment with this? I found a, uh, a little guide on just simple uh, remote viewing or clairvoyance. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I have a dry erase board in front of me. I'm going to draw. Let's keep it simple. Let me just do a shape. Are you drawing a circle? That's all. That, that, I haven't talked you through it yet. I'm, I'm going to like develop your, your remote viewing abilities. Uh, <laughs> all right. So first release, release your fears. Like, I don't know how you do that, but like get rid of it. Maybe like chanting. I'm willing to release all of my fear of something. So just kind of recite that in your head. Shane, we're millennials. We're terrified of everything. That's going to be a difficult task. All right. We'll start chanting. <laughs> all right. Increase your visual. Step two is increase your visual imagination. So just kind of start imagining yourself holding seven balloons. Each balloon should be a different color. Let go of the balloons one by one and watch each one float away. Step three, form a specific question. Like ask yourself, will, will I enjoy my work tomorrow? Okay, so have just that specific question in your head. Open your third eye. Uh, okay, I don't know how to explain how to do that. All right, but those are the simple steps. So I, I can get how you can develop that. So <clears throat> you, you work on doing those more and more. You increase your imagination, your you're being able to focus on specific questions and then really your your third eye you're just opening yourself up for the experience right i mean what shape did i draw like you just let it come to you don't think about it just first first thing that comes in your head what shape did i draw trapezoid square it is a square is it a square it is oh so it's a simple shape See, i'm over here thinking all kinds of shit Oh, right. I'm hey. like this fool because he, he's over here f with us. I know that's what he's doing. <laughs> no, I, I legit drew a square. <laughs> I'll take a picture and text it to you. <laughs> hey, so right there, I mean, 50% success rate. I mean, that's, yeah, right? that's pretty right. good. Yeah, but uh, I did what um, essentially basic. You're either going to draw a square or a circle because that's a basic, easy shape to draw real quick. And I already said circle, so I went with the fifty percent chance of it could have been a triangle for all I knew, honestly. Yeah, I should have been like Josh a trapezoid. I'm, I don't even know what a trapezoid is, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It runs around in underwear. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Freakazoid. <laughs> 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 but that the fifty percent thing, like their standards were, in my opinion, really low. Like. You needed 65% accuracy rate hmm. as a minimum. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know how vague you can really be? And that's what the biggest problem was, is they they were so vague with the descriptions. Yeah, so kind of like um, John Oliver. No, it wasn't John Oliver. I can't think of his name. You know the guy who um, did like the, he had like that talk show where he talked to dead people? Tell, tales of the Crypt? No, it was Dead Talk, wasn't it? No, that's not what it's called. Um, but yeah, like he would be vague. John Edward. I know that, like, what he did was like a, I don't want to say like a mentalist thing, 
but like um he was vague so like he would go in and be like um somebody's trying to talk to me their their name has a j a j until someone raises their hand like oh you know oh yeah that guy yeah i'm not saying like it was what you're saying like the how vague it was yeah not being that big. It, it probably was, to be honest with you. But it was a cool concept to me. And there's there's different... I, I would be saying, I could... Somebody could hand you something and be like, okay, there is a replica of this somewhere else in the world. Tell me where it's at. The ability to be able to see that. Because, you know, there are people that can... You can hand them stuff and they can feel the energies from it and and, and the history of that item and tell you something about it that they don't know anything about and i feel like that's kind of more of what this is i like i said i know there's so much like our our minds are capable of like because for the longest time you know hypnosis was thought to be a, a type of pseudoscience in a way right but you know they found that it actually in some cases works on like certain things like stopping people from quit smoking or you know to even help with uh ptsd uh sufferers i'm not talking about like turning somebody into a chicken type deal but they've used it for people who experienced uh, like a traumatic event and blocked it out you know like certain parts they've used that for that so i mean i'm not saying that it's not impossible at all i was just that that made me <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it i didn't want to sound like a nerd but it's uh kind of like what professor xavier would do to uh gene gray to lock away the phoenix from coming out oh yeah, yeah. That's where my mind went. I was like, I'll just be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. So what else was notable from this uh, Project Stargate? I I love the fact that, um, I'm sorry, well, one reading on it, like one of their mythologies was they would use tarot cards. According to Joseph Monegle, um, the army never had a truly open aptitude towards physical uh, psychic functioning hence the use of the term giggle factor i just love that they didn't care for it but they funded it for a while which i don't understand why i guess because they wanted to be like oh we can make super soldiers that's probably what it was turning into i'm assuming that's going to be the basis of that movie too every country say what they want they all try to develop super soldiers right russia at one point was trying to was it Russian where they were trying to use apes and DNA to create like Planet of the Apes beings? So apparently Ingo Swan and Pat Price, um, they were involved in Scientology. Yeah, Pat Price was killed. It was uninvested. And they found him in a hotel room and they did not investigate it whatsoever. And he was one of the more, uh, he was ESP, he would draw uh, his viewings, and he was more precise than most people were. They That's why they believe he got killed. But what I don't understand is why they didn't investigate it. It's like, oh, he died. It's not a big deal. The CIA killed him. Right. Because from what I'm really like, he was working with maps and photographs provided to him by the CIA. Uh, retrieve information from facilities behind soviet line actually you know what you think about it if they develop these skills and could use it you know against other countries other governments our our government would realize pretty quickly that they were a liability or they were a threat against their their selves like oh man this person can see beyond walls what's stopping them from looking beyond our walls right 
Yeah. That could be, you know, hey, why it was shut down. And then this, you said Pat Price ended up dead. Did any of the other ones, are are they still alive? Or uh, Russell Targ is still alive. Uh, he was a researcher, though. He he wasn't one of the, uh, I think, I think Ingo, I think he lived. I just like the fact that he, that May worked as the principal investigator, judge, and the star gatekeeper. I want to be a part of this project. All right. I want to be able to put Stargate Keeper on a resume. It'd be nice. <laughs> I wonder if it was ever actually shut down, or if they were just like, look, let's take this out of the public's eye, claim to be shut down. They shut this part down, because this one is like, we're going to shut this down and release it, and people are going to think this is so wild and crazy, but keep the other part that actually works going. Yeah, maybe. You know, people will make fun of this, but we transcended this. Now we can kill people from... You know, like remote viewing. I shouldn't say that. They're going to kill me. <laughs> it could even be, I know you said, you know, they kept other parts of it going. Maybe all of it was successful, except for the few people they brought to light. Uh, you know, this is right at the age of technology, right? You said the mid-90s is when it shut down. So that's a good time to up security, move them places, you know, because before then, everything there was record of everything. Now, since technology... Uh, no one's no one's going to know how to Google where this new base is, right? But before that, rumors would have been around and everybody knew of it. Yeah. Mm. So they just threw a couple of these people out there. Uh, so Pat Price did something to end up dead. I see that they stopped using Swan because he uh, informed somebody in the CIA about the remote viewing and aliens. These guys were some somehow connected with aliens. I know our government these days has released that knowledge to all of us, but back... Back then, that was a big no-no. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you think they released the alien thing to like sidetrack us because of what's going on with like COVID and stuff like that? It was oddly, it was oddly timed. I'm just saying, for years, it's been not to get off topic, but like it's just been like you know, hey, um, no, they don't exist. No, we can't say anything. Nobody will tell me anything. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, they exist, or at least. We we have evidence of UFOs. Did they actually release documents that you can see? Like I, they were they were just like, hey, yeah, we know about this. I know they released video evidence with like statements saying, yeah, we have no idea what this is. I think that's the the furthest it went. And just when CGI got really good, <laughs> I mean, I I when it comes to stuff like like back to this, like dealing with the mind and all that, um, I just don't. You know, there's so much we don't know about our mind. Like, I know there are people that say we have an ability through meditation and stuff, like Buddhist monks and stuff like that, right? Like, able to heal ourselves faster. Maybe not like, you know, um, you break your leg and you just go, heal my leg. And it's back to normal, but like a faster healing process, you know? If you get an infection or... Uh, the flu or something, you're able to heal faster by just like meditating or something like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I used to be a huge believer, in all honesty, that when, especially when I was in high school, that uh, I wanted to be able to like control every little aspect of what my body did. And it's like the pain, my pain index, that's why it was so high when I was younger. Because I taught myself that it's only temporary. Let it go and it stops. And it does. Now, I don't know about losing a leg, 
It did. It would definitely somebody run up and you know smack me in the chest with a skateboard it was nothing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like like training essentially like training your pain receptors to be like, no, this isn't that bad, you know. Right, and I believe that you could tell, like you said, tell your body to heal yourself. But I mean, it wouldn't be instant. It would be maybe faster than it would a normal person, you know. Yeah, it's it's like I say, like you couldn't tell it to like heal your broken leg and just snap back into place. But like instead of like six weeks, maybe four weeks or five weeks, you know. But I I know I know I know that's a thing. Like at least that healing process. So I mean, I think it could be possible to train the mind to go beyond what we believe it's capable of. Oh yeah, definitely. You think it? I guess I guess we're kind of all on the same page. We know. I am. Yeah. I think too. It's easy. Yeah. Since we're all believers in the paranormal, you know. Uh, uh, let's just take ghosts, for instance. You know, there's a reason why people don't see ghosts and some people do. It's it's that elevated perception. It's that different ability of their individual minds. So that, that's what I think. You know, you're more open for it. There's there's something there that allows us to. So we know all three of us are. So, yeah, this is this is one of those things we'll definitely agree on. Yeah, definitely. Right. I, I feel like there's probably not going to be a whole lot that we don't agree on. Tommy, you got to find some way to blame this on aliens. Like the aliens came and uh, created this whole project and gave us remote viewing powers and then took them away. You don't, you don't want to go with that theory? Mermaid aliens. Mermaid aliens. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out a way <laughs> to bring aliens somehow. into. Maybe they started the project when they crashed. Or no. The lights we were talking about in the last episode. I don't know. I'm out of. <laughs> <laughs> They're just actually projecting lights out into the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are actually aliens from other planets. Now, see, this brings a whole new light into that concept <laughs> because now they're just astro projecting themselves <laughs> for some reason, just in that really one spot for a good long time. <laughs> gotta you gotta get good you can't you can't run before you walk man you gotta stand in one place and ask or project your soul right there don't move that's a scary place <laughs> <sighs> i don't know i just thought it was kind of a, a cool thing you know that people could actually see and it was working then they could see these to an extent i suppose i mean you know like i said you know when it comes to things like that and i i believe the mind is more powerful i just believe like what we can comprehend about this world or this universe is so insignificant to the actual picture of the universe. You know, like, you know, everybody, we all want to feel like we got it figured out and we have no idea in all honesty how it really works. That's where I'm at on it. Well, any, any closing statements? I think we should, uh, Buy a couple of these books and, and practice it. It'd be a fun thing to just just try out. Josh, you said you wanted to learn astral projection. Then you could pop over, have a beer with me or something. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds like an awesome idea, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I love it. What do you do when your soul gets drunk, though? Look, ain't no cars being driven. This is true. I may not make it back to this body, but we're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you start the zombie apocalypse. Oh, you might might land in one a little younger, a little less body aches. Hey, and yeah. a little less fat. 
<laughs> this 350's killing me. Man, you gonna wind up at a like funeral home, be like, oh, this body looks good. Wake <laughs> up in the middle of <laughs> Knowing my luck, I'll come back to this body, and then like all the ghosts that have been around my house for so long, they're like, oh, he's finally gone. Let's get in there. And then I won't have a body to go back to. Well. <laughs> Y'all just have to deal with a different Josh. Hopefully he's better than this one. <laughs> we need to set a code word now so we know if, if you switch bodies. Like, knock on the door and you say, Beef Stroganoff, I know it's you. Yeah, yeah, I'm alright with that. I'm going to have to remember Beef Stroganoff. <laughs> He'll mess up and say banana or something. <laughs> I'm over here whispering in your ears a ghost, Beef Stroganoff, Beef Stroganoff, <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, this is really gone left. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've come to a pretty good conclusion on this. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, these are just our thoughts. Let us know what you think. 